0: Listening to show up stand out an online visibility show where we discuss how you can become more visible using social media and beyond attract your perfect clients and create more free time in your business and in your life so your dreams can finally become your reality strategies mindset interviews opportunities and lots and lots of actionable tips brought to you by your go-to online visibility strategist and your host Juliet Stapleton. Hi guys and welcome to show up stand out. My name is Julia Stapleton. I'm the host of the show known as the queen of visibility. And today I absolutely love introducing you to Dino Tartaglia and Dino, well also known as Il Padrino, the godfather of business thinking that I came across online and I fell in love instantly because everything that comes out of Dino's mouth, I'm, I'm sort of saying, Oh my God, this is how I feel. And sometimes he puts it into words and sometimes, uh, sometimes you know it, it, it's nice to know that there's someone else with the thing that I usually call Julian Stapleton effect if you follow me you know what I'm talking about but Dino called it fractured thinking and that's how we kind of started really kind of talking about it because you know it's all about forgetting what you have to say when you have to speak or you do a video and you know on going on rants and then you know not not remembering where you started or what was my problem is that the point I can't you know I can't remember what was the big point that I've just told everybody this big story and then then I forget then I come back and so I thought you know what guys Dino would be a perfect guest and I'm going to actually pass the baton and ask Dino Dino please uh, welcome to the show first of all
1: thank you for having me
0: I'm delighted just a few words about your background so our audience knows um, you know who you are
1: okay so for anybody who knows the the uh, the culture in the UK I am about a year off getting a bus pass, so I'm of an age. Um, and uh, I've, I've been a, yeah, so kicking around the block in business for the thick end of forty years. Uh, so I started as a young, uh, fairly bullish electronics engineer, electrical and electronic engineering, worked out in the oil and gas business for many, many years, um, and then started to get into I went chartered, started to get into business development. Got a taste for that, and then found myself um, blending that with troubleshooting skills from my engineering side and starting to fix problems in businesses, um, global businesses, what I call kitchen table entrepreneur businesses, really small businesses, and everything in between. So, for many, many years now, I've been doing a mix of um, helping businesses grow, scaling down businesses, shutting businesses, developing and building some of my own. and then in the last three years, I've, I've come online and I'm starting to apply my trade online and helping businesses um, develop.
0: Amazing. I'm actually, I'm so glad that you came online because otherwise I wouldn't have been able to, to find you. And something you just said that you were helping from, you know, billion global businesses mm. to uh, 50K kitchen table operations. Do you think that, that businesses in this kind of separate uh, ends of the scale in a way are maybe struggling with some similar things?
1: Oh, great question. Uh, massively. The problem or the challenge for us as coaches is, and, or even as, as freelance service providers coming into, or professional service providers coming into the, the larger businesses in particular, is first of all that the large businesses don't see that they have anything in common with the small business. And equally, the small business doesn't see that they have anything to do with corporate. Quite often, you'll find that the small uh, business owner um, got the hell, out, the hell out of corporate and doesn't want to even think about what, what corporate is like because their life wasn't fabulous there. There's a lot of that. Um, but the reality is, um, it all comes down to the individual. So I have this kind of view. I don't know if you've read Neil Donald Walsh's uh, Conversations with God. Uh, Not yet. Very, very good read. Really interesting, thought-provoking. But in that um, God, in the, which is just us really in the, in, the, in the story, talks about the polar opposite of love which is not, as most people would say, is hate, um, but it's fear. And my view is that corporates are predominantly, having worked with a lot of them, is a run on fear, whether it's intentional or not from the top down, which is the opposite of love. So you could say that it's a bit like, because lack, a lack mentality comes from fear, and an abundance mentality comes from love. And if you look at corporate generally, you tend to find that it's more lack and more fear than it is love and abundance and expansive thinking. Um, so I kind of although I don't go in with that because they'd never hire me it's the truth I kind of I kind of have that in the back of my mind when I'm standing in front of a bunch of people whether it's the c-suite or it's a it's a bunch of mid-level managers or whatever just looking at um, the body language the and and also the actual language that's used to understand what I'm stepping into because generally what they ask me to go and deal with is never the 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 root cause of, of the problem and to be fair That is exactly the same in small businesses. Everybody focuses on a symptom and what they think will fix that and address it. And actually, that's not what the problem is.
0: That is so interesting. In fact, when I was working in, I worked in hospitality a lot. And, you know, I I remember I was always very uh, expansive. I think I wasn't born to work Mm. within the corporate environment. And this created terrible problems for me you know and except for say the owner who was who would always see me I always knew the owner has a special place for me but everybody else in the management line would have been so unhappy that I was thinking big like that, that I was actually thinking like let's think about this as a business and it was real soul destroying and in a way I'm, I'm very happy and yes as you as you're saying you know there's definitely not a lot of related relationships that I've had a, and even thinking now back to, to that time of my life. However, well, most of our audience, uh, and I, I know that, uh, some of the audience, some of the people in, who come to me and who I help with, they, they mm. did come from the corporate and they have exactly the same attitude. And yet most of them would be starting or, you know, solopreneurs, um, very small teams at the moment. What would you reckon for them? And you said, you know, they're looking at the symptoms. They're not looking at the roots of the problem. Mm. So, what are the symptoms and what are the roots? Just to give them some sort of examples, you know, for to, to make it clear.
1: Okay. So so quite often people concentrate on themselves and the pain that they're in. And that that often distorts, particularly with small businesses, it distorts the perception of the business. And they get, I, I find quite emotional sometimes about trying to fix a problem that they think is the problem. The point of fact that's a symptom or what we used to say in 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 the engineering world a fault masking a fault so there's 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 a surface level problem that isn't the main problem and you have to dig so so there are a few techniques and a few things to kind of look at but we start generally with just standing back and asking the question what if this problem that that, you know how i'm feeling which might have manifested as a tension in a relationship at home for example or a feeling of you know that imposter syndrome i just I, i i'm I'm gonna get rumbled, I can't really do this, I'm not as good as people think. Or a whole raft of other things, I just can't run a business because they're experiencing feast and famine. So they're drowning in fulfillment one minute with clients and then the next minute it's kind of ghost town in terms of the pipeline. And they've gotta go out and start foraging for people to talk to, to get sales again. And there's this gap. So whatever the pain is in terms of how it manifests, they generally go to the wrong place and quite often it affects their heads. Um, I was talking this morning, actually, about, about uh, mechanics of a mindset. And, and very simply, that is, start by asking the question, um, if, you know, where, where, where in the business does this emanate from? So where, where am I looking for this? So I'm feeling this problem or this pain. I'm feeling uncertainty about my business, which is impacting my confidence because I'm, 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 I'm failing to show up on camera, for example. I'm failing to show up on social media. Okay, what is that? Well, that's a confidence problem. Why have I got a confidence problem? Well, if I dig in, I feel uncertain. Why am I feeling uncertain? What what could be causing that? Rather than just, I think it's this. Okay, let's go and have a look at the business. Well, what do I need to feel certain to have conviction about my business? Well, first of all, conviction comes from the fusion of clarity and confidence. That's what conviction is. So do I have clarity? On how my business should be working and what I want from my business um, do I have confidence that the business can deliver that and that I can deliver that generally the answers to, to those questions is no so then we start digging into okay how do I get that where are, what are the things that I need to do and suddenly we start talking in a more constructive way about what do we need rather than what do we, what do we have to fix Does that make sense
0: yes absolutely absolutely and really what what i'm picking up is um that most like a lot of the time it's not actually the business or even the systems you have but it is something to do with you and you actually you who you are Mm -hmm. how you see yourself um how you feel about yourself and as you said there could be like completely external factors that are contributing to how we're showing up in our business am i getting this right
1: uh, yes. Yes, and no. It is both. So, so we, we have a model that we call character-led business. I, I have a joint venture with the dear friend called Simon Hartley, who's a world-class coach and sports psychologist. So I, I found him when he was he was playing his trade in the sports arena with Premiership rugby. Um, so Simon and I became good friends years and years ago, and we kind of bumped into each other about three years ago and decided to. By then, he was a keynote speaker, uh, um, an in-demand coach, uh, six books published. He's now published eight books, et cetera, et cetera. And I said, you know what, there's a lot of your kind of philosophies that need to get out in the world. I've got some of my own. Why don't we bring the business mechanics, the strategic thinking, and the um, the sort of personal and character development stuff that he was doing, and bring that together. And here's why. Um, in business, and I'm kind of cu- gonna to come to your point, Julia, um, but this is a philosophy maybe that, that might frame things for, for the guys listening, um, in business, Particularly when it's, it's you that's driving, you know, literally sort of um, driving the boat, as it were. You need, strate- you need strategic direction. So think of that like a rudder on a boat. If you're going to get anywhere. You need something that's going to point you there in the first place. So you need a plan. So strategy, strategic thinking, strategic direction. You also need a leak-proof boat. So you need a vessel, essentially, that's not, you're not bailing out all the time with cash flow problems or whatever. And then you need two oars. Now, most people have one big paddle, which is business development, sales, et cetera. But the other, the, other, the other or we, we uh, maintain is character development. You develop yourself. Now, some people mistakenly call that leadership. That's an element of it. But character is really the outward expression of who we are. That's, that, that's a formation of our identity, our beliefs, which come from our beliefs and values. So what we believe fundamentally, what values we hold fundamentally expressed through our, our, our identity or form our identity, Outwardly, that expresses his character. So then traits, characteristics like courage and integrity and honesty um, and consistency and all those great things. So, so my short answer to this is absolutely it's about us. Our personal performance directly drives and is responsible for the business performance, whatever size it is. But I always say to people, first and foremost, go looking at the, the setup in your business and identify whether or not you've got your ducks lined up in in a row and look at yourself. Don't assume that the the failings of the business are your failings. I see a lot of mindset coaches plying their trade there when actually the problem really, a lot of the issues with people's heads start with the fact that the business just isn't delivering what they need. So, um, but equally, you have to you can't let yourself off of the hook are you showing up consistently because you know that that's one of the things that business requires um are you making regular sales calls and not you know crying into the wind every day because that's what the business requires so always think of the business like a like a child you know, like it's like a small baby it has a life of its own and it has needs if you don't tend to that then you're being a bad parent essentially And that always comes back to you, but you still always start with what does the baby need? What does the business need? does that make sense
0: absolutely actually that's baby baby um analogy is is really good because you know (laughs) if you are not feeding your baby if you're not changing your baby you are actually a bad parent you know but you don't need to go away and start punishing yourself thinking i'm a bad bad parent just go and feed the baby and change the baby that's all you have to do and i absolutely love this and it's all about really it's about the kpis that you have in your business i think a lot of people don't understand and i was one of them for a long time maybe that's because i'm not a words person so sometimes like a simple terminology can and i just don't get it until i get it and with kpis my story was like i just heard this word and i ran away from it i didn't know that maybe that is saying to yourself Speak to 10 people this week, you know, just chat to them or do five live streams or, you know, write two articles. And I didn't even see that this is what this is. And even though I'm naturally very action driven, so I would be people say, you know, you're so consistent. But that's that's also a natural thing to take action. Because I understand like with the baby, you have to do things. Um, but it's also like this mindset. I loved what you mentioned about the mindset coaches, because you said to me before mindset is not uh, some people say mindset is of your business but is it is there something else
1: okay so that's a great question so so I have a I have a a view which um Tony Robbins fans will probably not be happy about because yeah he he and many other people talk about um success in business being 90% mindset now to be fair in terms of what they mean there's yeah I have no no truck with that there's no issue but actually it's a deep it comes from a deeper level so the, the very, very, and it is a very, very simplistic model just to explain it because things get more complex in this, but a very simplistic model we have is the identity ladder. And it starts, as I said earlier, with your beliefs and values that forms your identity, which is how you see yourself and also how you relate to the world and how you think the world relates to you. That's your identity. Mindset coaches who are good. And there are plenty of those will go after identity, but then they don't say this. They talk about mindset, but if you work through the ladder Mindset is more a moment to moment thing. So you have beliefs and values, then identity, then character. I would express your identity, character traits. Then you have your mental game or mindset. And what that is, is your moment to moment decision making and thinking. Then you've got behaviors and then you've got outcomes. So behaviors are driven um, pretty much by, you can argue behaviors are driven by, by mindset. But outcomes ultimately are driven by character. Yeah. So that those sort of snap things that we do, where we, we quite often might reflect and think, "Oh God, you know what? Shouldn't have said that. Shouldn't have done that." Mindset. Um, the longer term view, the longer term be- uh, patterns of behaviour, character. That makes sense. And that's yes.
0: What doing yeah, doing. it does. So yeah. if you want
1: something, um, you know, in three months' time, you, you know that old um, expression, um, "the uh, the summer body is made in the winter." Yeah. So if you've got that longer term kind of view, that's character. Um, if you are dealing with somebody in the moment and trying to get a sale over the line, one could definitely character figures in that, but, but generally that's, that's all about mindset. That's in the moment. Yeah. So I, we talk about character because character drives the long-term behaviors and therefore the long-term outcomes.
0: That is very interesting. And I'm just going to share here um, about me. And you can, you can see how this fits into what you're, what you're saying. Because I am someone who is very intuitive, right? So I, I go by my gut and my gut says what's right, what's wrong. I follow this. I have been practicing it and making it sharper and sharper and trusting. And that really works for me. Now, guys, this, is, this works for me because it's my personal thing, right? Uh, so I do... For me, it's good to live in the now. And I do have a problem with the long-term uh, planning because I, flexibility is how my life unfolds best, right? This is what I know. And in the same in business, looking back, you know, it's fine. But then when you talk about character, then the traits like tenacity, perseverance, consistency, maybe trusting, again, trust the long-term plan, even though you don't know exactly what it is step by step. Would that be something that you were talking about?
1: That's a really, it's a really good way of, of putting it, Juliet. Yeah, um, um, we, we have an expression, traits before states. You know, Tony Robinson and the like talk about mental states and about getting in state, which is a transient thing. Traits are character traits. They're your characteristics. They are, they're a long term. They're the things that you can develop, mm-hmm. So you can become more courageous. You can become, you can have greater integrity, um, but they are far more kind of, you know, they're, they're fused into who you are so we talk we talk about that um a a kind of great deal and it's it's important i think to think to think more of the fact that character and character traits although they drive long-term behavior they're not it's not a strategic thing that's a separate thing so if you if you for example set goals but you're you're one of the 95 percent of people on the planet for whom goal setting um, more importantly goal chasing and hitting a goal and hitting a target Is not does not give you a buzz, um, and is not where the challenge is, and you're more challenge driven or puzzle driven, which is a lot more people. Um, We we have the you know I don't know if you're familiar with insights as a as a a personality uh, methodology. Not
0: yet. That's on my next list. Okay,
1: so 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 four colours basically the four kind of colours that 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 go after the 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 kind of Jungian um, basic archetypes. Red is a goal setting type. Yellow is an entrepreneurial type. Um, Blue is the kind of what we call the accountant, if you like, the blue analytical type. Green is the socially inclusive person. It wants everyone to be happy. Yeah, So red, for example, would would say, I've got the flag, I'm going up the hill, I'm going to take the the mountain, and I'm going. You want to come, you can come, but I'm going. Whereas the green, which is the opposite of that type, would say, look, I'm going to go up the hill with a flag, but it'd be really cool if you could come along. It would be nice if we all did it together. That's kind of how it is. So I I think if 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 you kind of meld all of that up, and understand that most people are not goal-driven, then setting goals to give you a direction, which is strategic, rather than an end in itself, yeah, that's what, for me at least, that's what drives most people, and that's where character really comes into it, because then, once you've got your direction, in the direction of the goal, then you set your process to deliver that, that journey, if you will, and then it's all about working the process, and that is all character and all execution.
0: I'm so glad that you've raised this, um, this whole concept. Too many people are focusing on being disappointed that they are not getting the boss from uh, chasing the goals and hitting yeah. the goals. I don't, honestly, mm-hmm. I don't. I, I really don't even, I honestly can create a plan and I don't care inside if I hit it or not in fact the more I think about hitting it the more it depresses me and stops me from you know actually enjoying the process which is enjoying the process and being energized is the most important thing for me to be driven so so personally for me I'm a very challenge driven person I can challenge myself and I can do something and I like short short kind of leaps and and just can get you know I'll get do, done this done today that's it it's not a goal it's not it's just challenge myself can I do it or not it's not even a proving thing it's just the thing and it energizes me but I think that letting go of um, you know a lot of discord that discourse that is they out there people telling you you need to get in a state of mind as you said that's a momentary thing you can't be in one state of mind all the time and then you feel bad about yourself that you are not able then you feel like you're maybe you're an inadequate person because you're not hitting your goals you're not goal oriented or whatever is happening and and i find that so many people especially women actually they because women are more critical to themselves in general they suffer with imposter syndrome more especially when as we grow a bit older and you know 40 40 plus and then even though we are brilliant we have the experience in life we have everything and yet we are constantly destroying ourselves in our, with our thoughts in our minds because of this, what we're hearing, and it doesn't match what actually is happening. And so to, I think it's a really, really good way of looking at, you know, when you're focusing on the character-led business model and, and, uh, and that sort of concept, it helps you empower yourself in a way. That's the, that's the feeling I'm getting. It's yeah. an empowerment.
1: There's, there's, there's a really simple model that we use, uh, Juliet, within, within this, um, or, or process, I should say. Technique would be the right word. So it's, it, it's something like, um, I, I value integrity. Okay, so that's one of your values. Then you look at yourself and you say, okay, so, so what, what wh- where would I rate my own integrity? Now bear in mind that there's nothing empirical about this. You decide on a scale of zero, which is, um, w- which is satanic, pretty much, through to 10, which is kind of saintly, yeah, on that scale, um, where do you sit? Rate yourself. And it's entirely arbitrary. So you might say, well, I think I'm a, I'm a five. Awesome. Okay. So the next question is not how do you get to a 10, but how do you get to a six? And, and yeah. also, why are you not a zero? Why is it why are you a five and by your own reckoning? And once you've got that nailed, what I then say to people is, fine, go and stress test that. Put yourself in a situation where your integrity is going to be challenged and then come back. And quite often people will come back and say they might have said there were seven they'll come back and say you know what i think i'm a four yeah um because i, t- I tested this and i really should have stepped up and you know say it's a work, a work situation or it's a client situation the client said this and every fiber of my being said that i should have said i should have put a boundary in and said no and explained why but i was afraid of losing the client so i backed down and that that essentially bangers my integrity so i think actually i'm a four and i need to work on that awesome now we've got a four, no judgment. Why are you not a zero? Oh, well, because of this, this, and this. Brilliant. Okay, how do we get to a five? That's the process. That makes sense.
0: Absolutely. It's uh, and I, and I'm sort of smiling because you know as we are chatting today, just before we went uh, chatting, I did I did a live stream um, that was all about the integrity, but integrity also to yourself, and ex- especially with promises or something that the client said, and you said yes, you know, I'll, maybe I'll do that for you because. Yeah not always sometimes for the money, but sometimes you want to genuinely to help, but then you realize that you shouldn't have rushed into this promise because this actually eats you inside, the fact that you will have to deliver on this particular thing that you actually don't like doing and things like that, you know? And so it's, it's a very interesting assessment where you are, test, putting it to the test and then also acknowledging why you are where you are and you're not you know yeah. somewhere lower so because we have to we have to really base ourselves on our achievements too or where we are where we stand the good part it's not very all about course. how far it is to the 10.
1: yeah yeah very very much and i think the other thing is just suspending judgment just 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 remove it this is an observational thing it's it, it is subjective because you're, you're coming up with your own kind of uh, your own your own scoring system but ultimately you look at it as an objective thing and just go okay where am i you know, what, what, you know where, where do I feel I need to improve? How can I move from where I now think I am to where, where the next, not to where I want to be, but the next step? Because, again, this is part of understanding how to build a process, not trying to get to the end destination. Again, we, we, we strip that away. We're not aiming for 10 or aiming for the next step, which is a 4 to a 5 or a 7 to an 8. That's what we're doing. The other thing is being self-effacing enough to, to, to understand that and not over-egg it, which is why you stress test. You go, okay, that's that's what I think I am. Let's go. And, let's go and check that out. And again, suspend judgment. You are simply looking at this as if you, you were a, you know, a third party looking at yourself. That's all you're doing. Um, the other thing probably worth mentioning, because um, you talked there a, a little bit about freedom and about responsibility of They weren't the words that were used. But yeah, sometimes we we want these things. Um, and we don't show up. Yeah, massive problem in the offline in the online space. Because guess what, we are our own bosses. And we generally have pretty bad bosses, you know. Bad, yeah. You know, not great parents to the baby. The business. No, it's true. Um, yeah, and actually, just just to look back, just just to go a bit tangential on this, just on the baby thing. One of the things that's probably worth the, the guys uh, listening in um, thinking about that got children is you, you know when you've got you've got a, a very young baby and it's crying, and you've done everything, you've you know, you've changed its nappy and you've rocked it and you fed it and it's still crying and it hasn't got wind and you think, well, it's not in pain, what the heck? And you're out of ideas. That happens so often with, with businesses. You look at the business and you just don't know. Now, a lot of women, a lot of women friends of mine, um, if they're completely out of ideas, at some point, they're either gonna be round at the mothers or they're gonna be picking up a phone to their moms and they're gonna be saying, what do I do? Yeah. And yet in business, we seem to think that we have to try and figure this out on our own. Go get hold of somebody that knows what they're doing, that's been through this, that's had five kids, and let's figure it out and get some, inform- you know, get some information, get some intelligence about that, get another perspective. So that's a, just, just to kind of add that in to that analogy. I I
0: love it. And you know what? I'm going to say this, and this is very unpopular opinion, but I brought up a really, really, uh, the child, like I'm proud the way I brought up my only child, right? When that happened, I've never had children before. I lived outside. We didn't have mobile phones, like to ring my mom straight away. So when the baby cried and I knew that it was fed and it was everything, everything and everything, and it was also maybe a time to sleep. I did call turkey. In two weeks, baby stopped crying and started sleeping during the day and everybody was saying, you have a golden baby. The baby has routines and maybe sometimes we don't need to get stressed out but we actually need to keep going with the way we are going yeah. and so then in a couple of weeks, things align and it doesn't seem like a big problem anymore. In fact, it are- fell into place everything falls into place maybe you're overthinking so that's just a little parenting experience that i had
1: <laughs> but absolutely perfect you know what i've got friends who've done that who just swear by structure and it's worked perfectly for them equally i've, I've got friends and this is the other you know we could go all, all day on this analogy talking about blueprints that don't work for people because they work for somebody else who's a different person they've, they've tried the structure but the bit they've missed is they've come home from work and they've been stressed to the guns and guess what the baby's picked up on it yeah. yeah. But they don't know. Exactly. That. So they're going, well, this is, this thing's not working. And actually, that's not the situation. The environment's just been wrong for the for the child because they're picking up the, the energy. So, yeah, there's, and they, but they don't know that. So there's all this sort of stuff. Um, f- flipping back to, you know, we're talking about the, the kind of responsibility thing, doing the things that need to happen for the business and that, you know, inherently you've got to do it. Um, have you read um, Victor, Victor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning? no
0: not yet phenomenal
1: book okay so so in that so he talks about his 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 experience in auschwitz and so it's just a it's a one of one of those kind of like right up there as my kind of number one book to read in it frankl um says um uh, he says many many really powerful things one of the things he says is um for the statue if we have a statue of liberty on the east coast in america we should have a statue of responsibility on the west coast in other words, if you want more freedom, you have to take more responsibility. And we often use the term accountability for an external source of that, but actually internal accountability is personal responsibility. And what I say to all of the people that, that generally that I, I chat to, whether it's in, in work, in a, in a work environment, or it's, a, or it's in a, a business environment where they they've kind of starting to develop self-determination and, and building their own, their own life uh, in business is if you want the freedom is pretty much everybody I talk to you know they want the challenge and they want the recognition but ultimately they want freedom and choice that's why they set up the business in the first place so if you want the freedom take a leaf out of victor Fran- frankl's book and and understand you also need to be personally responsible and if you understand the connection between the two the more freedom you want the more choice you want the more personally responsible you have to be then you've got to find a way to show up every day and do the things that you have to do to grow your business and nurture your business.
0: I, I love it. You know, um, three years ago, I, when I started my uh, online visibility journey, first it was all about you know, oh, I need to be in control of my life. Uh, but but the realization within, as the years went by, and I, you know, I was I was building it as me. It was much more about, it was me. Who was responsible and I loved it it was scary it was hard to embrace um, it's much easier if something just falls onto your plate and you know you don't have to personally do anything for it but actually it's less satisfactory too I've I'm learning and it is something like some it's, it's a hard challenge talking about challenging yourself but I think that embracing that it is a personal responsibility and you are the one who can make miracles happen in your life uh, but you have to step up
1: yeah, very, very, very much. I think you, you have to understand that it begins and ends with you. You are, you know, you are the engine that drives the business. Even if you've got a massive team, even if you you are, you know, you're in the C-suite and you're driving, you know, a thousand. There's a thousand people that sit there. It flows from the top. Um, so with a with a small business, if you're a, if you are it, then you are the team to a large extent. Um, but I'll go, uh, equally, just on that, um, there is a wider team. Your clients are part of your team. Um, and I think a lot of people don't see that. They think of team as being the staff they employ or the outsourcers, You know, the bank manager is part of your team. It, there's, there's, there are wider connections. So I think if you have that kind of more encompassing, if you like, and, and wider view, um, and start thinking about that, then what, what do all teams need to 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 run well? They need a leader. So then we again we come back to personal responsibility, developing your own character, and and just basically you know being the best that you can on a and and I say this to a lot of people, um, Juliet. Um, there is this this kind of um, false, um, and I, I see it a lot from guys, not so much from 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 women, as kind of punching the air, motivation warrior type thing about being the best you can. You know the Grant Cardone sort of you know um, sort of hype thing. And I, I don't hold to that. I think the idea is that you simply show up um, as your best self or better than you were, you know, maybe maybe a week ago, more frequently. So you have less bad days um, and fewer average days and, and and a number of better days if you like and you go for that one percent in improvement we we call that raising the floor um, so don't shoot for the goal just raise the floor of your performance because if your average is better than your competitors and better than your yeah, and better than your, your averages were a year ago guess what um, you're never going to fall below your systems and on your, and your, and your average day. But you may not hit your goal, but you're always, always going to do better. And it's more reliable. It creates a baseline. So very, very much the idea of raising the floor and just getting better over time, maybe not every single day, and, and taking your foot off your own throat if that isn't happening on a daily basis because it isn't necessary.
0: I, I, love, I love what you just said. Take the foot off your own throat. Yeah. because that's what we do and that actually chokes us and keeps us down instead of doing that progressively getting better and you know giving yourself sometimes giving yourself a break okay you wanted to do you know a daily live stream and then one day you just didn't do it maybe you were sick maybe you were just you know life interfered and instead of then that's what we do we stop ourselves instead of just saying okay fair enough i'm just gonna from then, from tomorrow i'm gonna continue doing it and and, and just trying to improve slightly because it's definitely is always an improvement you know so I love this I love this and it's a very healthy um, approach I don't particularly buy into uh, Tony with all due respect with to into Tony Robbins and you know this whole motiva- motivation is short-lived I can feel very motivated now after this conversation but then in the evening when my energy is you know all spent and I'm tired the motivation is gone too and then tomorrow I wake up you know and I didn't have enough coffee and I can't motivation is not there <laughs> so motivation is not what we, we really need long term
1: um, I, I kind of a, 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 I think I think that kind of transient motivation. I absolutely agree, and it can be confused with energy. Yes. I, I agree with that. Um, there's, a, there's a concept that Simon brings in from sport, which is called the, the performance spiral, and, and it all starts with, um, with curiosity, which, which then drives interest. So interest follows focus, and focus really tends to come from what you, you, know, what you really care about. So if you imagine you're deeply curious about something, which a lot of the listeners and, and your people will be, you're deeply curious about something. You want to know why you know, somebody behaves in a certain way, or why something works a certain way, or how you solve a certain thing, and you go down the rabbit hole of this naturally. Yeah. So that's your curiosity. That curiosity um, tends to keep us engaged, which means that we focus. If we focus, we tend to learn more or do more that develops skill. If we get more competent at something, we tend to be more confident, because um, evidence builds confidence. Yeah, so th- there's this nice causal effect between curiosity driving focus, focus developing confidence, and confidence because we like being confident. Confident then start, tends to drive, excuse me, tends to drive motivation. Yeah, so focus, confidence, motivation, upwardly mobile spiral. The reverse of this is that we aren't really interested, or we're not deeply curious, so we don't focus. We don't focus. We tend not to get the evidence. We don't get the evidence. We don't have the confidence. We start self-doubting. Um, so our motivation um, goes into a downward spiral, which we call the entrepreneurial death spiral, because it's exactly the opposite. You see it with athletes. You see it with sports people, and you see it with entrepreneurs. It's, it's just human psychology. So there's a, there's an idea, maybe for the guys listening about what fuels and what drives motivation. And the other part of that, of course, is, and that generally comes from the deep curiosity, you actually need to want to do the thing. If it's a should or a need, then uh, that's pretty weak. The, the really strong motivational driver is, I want, I want to do this. Yeah? So pour all that in, then you've got a motivational mix that actually lights a fire under people. That works. Now, in terms of the transient nature of all of that and feeling motiv- motivated every day, you're abs- in my view you're absolutely right it's a bit like willpower there's a bank you c- it can only last for so long you need other tools and other things in the mix um, but in terms of the mechanics of motivation that's pretty much how we see it
0: I-, I love it and i love that you mentioned willpower because that's another concept that some people think that you have to to have daily willpower to do something right. i i will be honest with you and i know that a lot of people say juliet you're like cons- you're so consistent but my willpower is very short-lived and sometimes I say I have none uh, and that's okay too because that's not actually the what makes it all work in the long run
1: yeah yeah Yeah. there are other things in play it's like the d word discipline yeah um a lot of people anchor on that and and to be fair my 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 mentor and and just a genius man Jim Rohn that was one of his big things actually one of my favorite books um talks about the value of discipline but actually there are other things going on and, and other things in place. And the truth is, for most people, providing they're, they're ready for it, structure is one of the things, and and, a clear, and clarity. You understand why you want something and what it is that you want and how to go after it. Those things tend to create what looks like discipline. It's an illusion. It, it looks like it creates willpower, but it's an illusion. It's the structure and the clarity delivers it, different thing.
0: I absolutely love it, Dino. For anyone who fell in love with you instantly, like I did when I saw your first live stream, uh, like the first day that we connected, where how can they get in touch with you and find out more about maybe character-led business model and learn more?
1: Cool. Okay, so so the, the main website, which is um, which is successengineers.co, www obviously. Um, so successengineers.co is a place to go. Find me on, on Facebook. I'm, I'm Dino Tartaglia on Facebook, easy enough to, to pin down. Um, we, have a, we have a free Facebook group. People are very, very welcome to come and join in, um, which is also called Success Engineers. So they're probably the three kind of places to go um, and just engage with me. I'm, I'm pretty, uh, pretty approachable. Um, and if any of the guys have got any questions or anything that's troubling them, if you will, in, in terms of in connection with the things we've spoken about, more than happy to put a little bit of time aside for any of your people uh, and just have a have a chat
0: that's fantastic guys i'm going to put links to uh, find dino with this episode of show up stand out dino thank you so much for being such a generous uh, guest and sharing with us and and i absolutely loved the concepts that we've touched on today um and guys i will see you next week in another episode of show up stand out stay visible and see you later Thank you for listening to Show Up Stand Out with me, your host, and your online visibility strategist, Juliet Stapleton. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. And if you're ready to be more visible and create an impact, check out julietstapleton.com to see how I can support you on this journey and help you show up fearlessly and with ease.